This episode, along with every other episode in Season 3 thus far, brought to you by the great folks at Rise and Dine in Chesterland. Today is their Friday, so you may want to swing by maybe for brunch or lunch, or swing by on their Monday, which is essentially Wednesday. What do I mean? They take Tuesdays off. And they're open Wednesday through Monday, 6 a.m. to 2 p.m. every day with a ton of stuff to choose from on their menu. It reads like a book, and it's a book that you're really going to enjoy. Just in case you're wondering where in Chesterland that is, just go to the intersection of routes 306 and 322, better known as Mayfield Road and Chillicothe Road, and you will find Rise and Dine in the plaza just south of the CVS on the southeast corner of that intersection. Pay him a visit. You will not be disappointed at all. In fact, it will become a new routine that you will really enjoy. Well, it is Meteorological Monday. We'll focus on some of the near and medium term forecasting parameters that we look at and And we'll take a look at the National Weather Service long-range or actually medium-range forecasting, the 6-10 to and the 8-14 to day outlook, which certainly is showing an interesting trend. More on that in just a little bit. When I left you on Friday, though, we were in the throes of seeing quite a barometric pressure fall. If you remember, we started the day around 30 inches And that would be the altimeter setting. In other words, it is corrected to sea level everywhere in order to draw weather maps. Without that correction to sea level, it would not make a whole lot of sense because the pressure here in Cleveland, for instance, at roughly 700, 800 feet above sea level is going to be lower than that of Boston, which is essentially at sea level. So we use the standard atmosphere to essentially add that layer of atmosphere to everywhere on the globe. That way, we can actually draw weather maps that make sense. It's essentially as if you would dig a hole in the ground wherever you are, above sea level, to sea level, 
dropped a barometer in that hole and then measured. The result is the altimeter setting. And by doing it that way, you can actually draw weather maps and you can see the areas of low pressure and high pressure instead of seeing the pressures that would be lower, for instance, at Denver, Colorado, which is at 5,000 feet above sea level. So our altimeter reading when we left you on Friday morning was pretty close to 30 inches, but we anticipated that to get very close to the record for the month of March in Cleveland, which is 28.90 inches. Now, to have a drop in pressure that quickly has to include a rather vigorous storm center heading in your direction at a pretty decent clip. And that's exactly what we had. And certainly, when we entered into the picture on Friday evening, we had some pretty low barometer readings. For instance, right here at the Weather Jazz Studios, I recorded a pressure of 29.05 inches. What about Hopkins Airport, the official spot of Cleveland weather records? Well, they ended up with 29.03 inches at about 5 p.m. on Friday evening. Now, that didn't quite make the record. The record is 28.90 inches. That was set on March 17th in the year of 1973. I was 13 years old going on 14 and just a couple of months after that. If you'd like to see the weather map from 1973... I will post that on weatherjazz.com, episode number 37, so you can see just how similar the pressure pattern was from that date to what we had on Friday. It's uh, strikingly similar. So while we did not see a new record for the month of March, it certainly was very, very close. So it stands to reason to ask the question, did anybody in the Ohio Valley or anywhere else in the vicinity, see a new record low barometer, whether it's for the month of March or really all time? The answer is yes. There were actually five of them that occurred, not only for the month of March, but all time record low altimeter or barometer readings. They are as follows. Evansville, Indiana, 28.87 inches. Paducah, Kentucky, 28.87 inches. Louisville, Kentucky, 28.89 inches. How about Terre Haute, Indiana, 28.92 inches. And for Bowling Green, Kentucky, 28.98 inches. There were a couple of barometer readings in Ohio that did manage to go under 29 inches, but they weren't records. But I did happen to see them on Friday evening, and they occurred at Cincinnati. Dayton, in fact, one of the Dayton stations or one of the airports had 28.88 inches at one point, along with Wilmington and Findlay, Ohio, going just under 29 inches. Well, we do find ourselves in an interesting pattern heading into March because, as we mentioned and discussed in the latest episode of Weather Jazz, that would be episode number 36, where we had Scott Sable 
on with us talking about some of the long-term parameters. A lot of those parameters are finally coming together and working with each other to hold some more sustainable cold air in the central states, in the northeast states, and the Great Lakes states. Just to make it easy on you, I will repost the National Weather Service's 6- to 10-day outlook and the 8- to 14-day outlook, which both and both of them show a sustained period where much of the USA will be colder than normal. Now, I checked some of the long-term teleconnections, and while the PNA, which we watched a lot last year, that's the Pacific North American Oscillation, when that goes positive, it has a tendency to drive the colder air into the USA because you have a ridge of high pressure that builds especially off the coast of Alaska and the West Coast. But that is neutral at best. However, when you look at the North Atlantic Oscillation and the Arctic Oscillation, they're strongly negative, which would suggest that the colder air would have a better chance to hold across much of the continental or lower 48 U.S. states. Now, it's not super deep cold air, but it is definitively colder than normal. And I think very likely for the first time in months, we're going to see a number of those days finally logging below normal in terms of relative to the average temperature across the area in March. Again, we're not looking for deep, deep cold but certainly cold enough, and that will promote the possibility of at least some snow showers in the mix. We'll have to wait to see if a more active storm pattern will try to develop and try to erase some of the huge, huge snowfall deficits that we're experiencing across the Ohio Valley. And by the way, the deficit right now at Hopkins Airport in terms of snowfall for the season prorated for today's date, March the 6th, we are 33.9 inches below normal. That's almost three feet. And unless we make up some of that here in the next week or two, it is very likely that we will go into the three-foot-plus category in terms of deficit for snowfall. Now, I would be remiss if I didn't include A very strange anomaly that I have highlighted before. We took a look at Buffalo after that huge lake effect event in late December. And for a little while, they had a surplus of over 70, approaching 80 inches of snow prorated for the season. Now, they have since settled down, but they're still well in the surplus category. One of the few places that holds such a surplus As of today, the March 6th Buffalo surplus in terms of snowfall for the season, 43 inches. That's not small potatoes. Certainly, it's not quite as intense as the 77-inch-plus surplus from much earlier. But for the season, they've had 124.8 inches of snow. And traditionally, up to this point, their normal value should be at 81.8 inches. Well, if this pattern starts getting interesting, we may have Scott Sable back on as we try to discern what March is doing to us compared to the rest of this season, which is obviously 
a departure from what we've seen. And that's a departure we weren't counting on. But then again, as I always like to say, the atmosphere always has the last card to play. And sometimes it's the joker. And in this case, it probably qualifies as such. Well, I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Help me to spread the word about this podcast inside your sphere of influence, whether it's on social media or email or certainly eyeball to eyeball word of mouth. That counts too. Help to spread the word. Let folks know about it, especially if you enjoy listening to Weather Jazz. Do you have a question or topic suggestion? You can contact me, weatherjazz at yahoo.com. And also via the Weather Jazz Podcast Audience Connect Line, 234-525-5888. And incidentally, about a month or two back, I did receive a message from a gentleman asking about personal weather stations. That was back in January. Don't worry, I'm sitting on that one, and I'll very, very likely come up with a Weather Jazz episode about some of those weather stations that might be the best ones and the best fits for some of you. Maybe you're in the market for a personal weather station. There are advantages and disadvantages to all kinds. There's a lot of choices out there, and we'll try to parse out some of the best ones, at least in my humble opinion, that you should consider. That'll be about a week from today. I'm suspecting that next Monday, Meteorological Monday, would be a logical time to pull that one out of the hat. So be looking for that in about a week from now. And of course, we had the big blue marble series going on on Science Wednesday. And I do have a couple of ideas. I'm solidifying it right now, trying to piece together those items, which may in fact dovetail to an open line Friday edition. On top of that, kind of like what we did when I took a trip to Greenland and then followed that up with speaking with somebody who is in the music industry in Greenland, the band Nanook. That was a whole lot of fun. So we may do something very similar this week. More details as I try to piece everything together as we head into the rest of this week. And if you notice a little extra resonance in my voice, you are correct. I'm at the tail end of a cold. I'd appreciate your prayers for a very fast and, and quick healing process. And that is in process of happening right now, fortunately. And I'm hoping that the process will be complete as we head into the Big Blue Marble series on Wednesday and Open Line Friday. And where are we heading on Wednesday? Well, I'll keep you in suspense because I'm still putting the pieces together right now. But I'm pretty sure that you're going to enjoy it no matter where we head. Because, wow, we've got so many places on planet Earth that are truly, truly fascinating. Have a wonderful Monday. We'll catch you right here in a couple of days. Weather and science across the globe. Jazz